I found that people don't always tell the truth. For example, one woman who sounded lovely, we went back and forth many times, uh, rented the house for her husband and two boys for a weekend. Well, it turned out that it was prom weekend in Granbury, and she allowed her underage son with all of his friends to have an unho uh, unsupervised after prom party at my house. Mm. And uh, there was $1,000 worth of damage and three huge bags of alcohol. Um, Airbnb was amazing. I sent them receipts and they reimbursed me. No big deal. Welcome to Live, Let, Thrive a podcast about the Airbnb life, the share economy, and everything in between. Here are your hosts, Micah and Steve. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another exciting episode of Live, Let, Thrive, your favorite Airbnb podcast. Um, it's going to be a solo up again with me, um, just me, and Micah couldn't make this one. So we have a special guest, though. That's going to be um, telling us all about her Airbnb, Airbnb experience. And her name is Leslie Farron. Hello, Leslie. Hello. How are you doing today? Doing great, thanks. Well, that's good. So, um, yeah, I sent, uh, I sent a thing out, uh, a post on um, the Airbnb professional host page, and asked mm-hmm. anybody wanted to hop on, and um, Leslie said she would. So, cool. Can't wait to hear all about her Airbnb experience. So could you go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit, um, Leslie, and, and tell us who you are, where you where are you from, where you or where you currently live? Sure. Um, Leslie Farron, I currently live in Plano, Texas. And I'm originally from New Jersey. You can probably tell by the way I speak. Oh, Joyzy. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh been, been here since nineteen ninety six. So I've been here a long time. Um, and the Airbnb is in the Granberry area. Oh, nice. It's a beautiful area over there. Mm-hmm. It's the northernmost tip of Hill Country. Oh, cool. Um, that's um, it's a little, it's a nice little country country spot in Texas, and um, it's, they're known for their for their bed and breakfasts, aren't they? They are. Mm-hmm. And is that what you run? Do you run a, a full bed and breakfast, or just kind of, you're just doing the Airbnb? Yeah, I just do an unhosted uh, rental with Airbnb. It's the whole house, and they have full use of the gourmet kitchen. Oh, nice! All right. So, how long have you been doing Airbnb, and what got you into it? Uh, honestly, just since February. Um, but we've been pretty. We've been very busy, uh, surprisingly, because we're about 20 minutes north of Granbury, so we're it's more rural even than Granbury. Um, what? I'm sorry. What was the next question? Oh. <laughs> well, um, yeah. Okay. What got you into doing Airbnb? Oh, what got us into it? Um, well, I was looking for a project. Basically, um, I kind of wanted a lake house. And this was a way I could do it that made it affordable. Um, so that's where it started. The reason it's built with universal design in mind is because my mom was in a wheelchair. She passed in December. But prior to that, uh, I just realized how difficult it was to go anywhere. Um, and I just thought this was a niche that needed to be filled because there are very few places 
people with mobility issues can go on vacation um, easily. It's, it's hard. Wow. Um, first of all, sorry about your mom passing away. Thank you. And, um, yeah, that's true with the, um, the mobility issue thing. Cause, um, yeah, my mom, my mom's in a wheelchair and yeah, it's, um, the last trip we took was, um, to Cabo. Um, no, no, no. We went to Puerto Vallarta with her and, um, and yeah, it was really, it's really tough, you know, going, especially car to car to car to airport to, to other country. And yeah, it was, um, I think that was going to be her last trip. She doesn't want to go through all that anymore but yeah just um it is it's a it's um it's a huge problem and and that's cool that i'm glad that someone's doing something about it and there there are people doing something about it and um so what all goes into i mean you had already fixed up this um this house for your for your mom but um what all goes into to doing such a thing and um and how costly is that uh to re- to make it accessible Yes. Um, I actually built it. I designed it and built it because um, the cost of doing the renovations was so high that it was really less expensive for us to do it from the ground up. Um, You know, the roll-in shower, uh, all that kind of stuff, it's just, you know, if you start from ground zero, it's not, there's no additional expense, really, very, very little. Um, but if you go into a shower that's already built and it has a lip on it and then you try to get the drainage right so it's a roll-in shower, that's a lot of money and effort. Yeah, that is. That is. And um, so are you? were you always, like, pretty good, pretty handy, like a do-it-yourself or before this? I didn't physically, <laughs> I didn't physically build the house. I made a lot of phone calls. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, was, yeah, I was still impressive. I am creative, creative, though, and my dad designed his house in 19, let's see, 1976. When he was 40, for some reason, he decided it was going to be his last house, and it's completely accessible at a time when nobody was doing it and thought he was crazy. And now he's 88, and he's still in it and with the wide doorways and, you know, one story and all that. Wow, so, Awesome. I took his plans and I just modified them to meet my needs. We did it together. That's awesome. And um, and who told you about Airbnb? How'd you? Who got you into it or, or suggested to for you to do it? Oh, I've used it. Um, I've had some good experiences and bad staying in other people's Airbnbs. So I had a good idea of how I wanted to host. And we've already become super hosts in the short time we've done it, which is which is nice. It's been fun. Congratulations for that. Thank you. <laughs> that's cool. Um, see, that's what I, I like to try to, to I, I, I would say borrow, but steal ideas whenever I do um, travel around. And I've, I've used Airbnb for years and I thought it was the coolest thing, you know, people written out their houses to other people. And, uh, and of course it's great that it's cheaper than hotels. It was back <laughs> then. It's getting creeping up there a little bit, but anyways, it's still a great value. And, um, and so, yeah, but after, after I became uh, an Airbnb host, I went ahead and um, I, I saw things differently. And, uh, and when I travel, I look exactly, oh, that's a, that's a cool place to put the soap or the soap. That's a nice soap dish or that's a cool, 
know, that's a cool thing to provide to your guests. You know, some cleaning supplies right there at the ready for them. And you just start seeing things with different eyes. And, of course, leaving, yeah. leaving the place spotless. Hopefully, you, that you hosts are good guests out there. Most have been good. Uh, you know, at first, when I first started out, I accepted who anybody who was interested because we needed to get some reviews. Um, and uh, I found that people don't always tell the truth. For example, one woman who sounded lovely, we went back and forth many times, uh, rented the house for her husband and two boys for a weekend. Well, it turned out that it was prom weekend in Granbury, and she allowed her underage son with all of his friends to have an unho- uh, unsupervised after-prom party at my house. Mm. And uh, there was $1,000 worth of damage and three huge bags of alcohol. Um, Airbnb was amazing. I sent them receipts, and they reimbursed me. No big deal. Wow, that's great. I think that they probably went after the people, to get their money back. Um, I'm sure they got minimally the security deposit they had to put down, and I don't know what else they got. But I really liked that I didn't have to argue with them. You know, I just got the check from Airbnb. That is great. That is great. And and it's it's kind of scary. Like, if you had um, jumped on the um, Airbnb Professionals Host Facebook page before an yeah. incident like that, you would have probably been like, oh, crap. Because all these people, all the, it seems like a lot of them complain about um, you know, thousands of dollars worth of damage and Airbnb not doing anything about it. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Well, there's a lot of um, a lot of posts like that on the on that page. A lot of people complaining and stuff. So it's great. Oh, I've heard nothing but good things. You do have to prove it. You have to send pictures and receipts and all that, which makes sense. Oh yeah. But um, I I mean I was more concerned about the underage drinking. If somebody had jumped in the lake, it is a lake house. You know, there's dangerous things going on. If someone had gotten in a car and left, I don't know if I would have been liable. And we also have a strict HOA, and that's why I had right right on the page, no parties. And, you know, we could I could have been forced to stop. Exactly. And um, real quick, you just have the one listing right now? Yeah, just the one. Do I you... actually live most of the time in Plano. Oh, okay. So we go up there when it's not rented. Oh, nice. And do you rent out your Plano house when you're not there? No, <laughs> we don't. <laughs> I have too much stuff. Too much stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm currently trying to convince my wife to um, let us rent our house out when we're not here, when we go on vacation, you know. So I thought, I thought eh, that's a good way to make money. It's just sitting there, you know. Might as well make some money. But, yeah, we got a lot of stuff, too. So um, it's a... I I have a friend who does that. Every time they go on a vacation, they rent it out and it pays for the vacation. It's kind of brilliant, actually. And what they did is they had an extra bedroom that they just got a lot for, and they throw everything in there that they don't want people to touch, lock it up, and the rest of the house is, you know, for the guests. And it, it's worked really well for them. I just don't want people touching my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, um... See, I, I've been thinking about that too, and and we do have a like a, a extra add-on room, which is my wife's. I'm building a her a, a, a sub beauty salon in there because she does oh, wow. uh, esthetician, facial, you know, facial care, all that stuff. And um, 
So, anyways, so I've been. I mean, it's, it's coming along pretty good. But I'll tell. I told her, you know, when we go out of town, I just lock the beauty salon, put all of our, put all. I want to say stuff, all our junk in there, and um, that you know that we don't want people messing with, and then get back. You just put it all back, and so um, she's coming around to it. And, and one thing I thought of, well, I'm probably gonna have to get another fridge too, cause to to put in there so I can take all the food and everything out of the fridge and keep it in the the second fridge in her beauty salon. Yeah, yeah, that's probably a good idea. So yeah, lots of lots of possibilities. That's what's great about this. So you said your place is great for um, kids too, right? Um, yeah, I don't like having a lot of kids there, just because of the normal wear and tear. Um, but it's you know I think every new house should be built with universal design, just because you have clear sight lines, open concept. You don't have a lot of uh, clutter, um, you know, it's just it's just easier. The lighting is more appropriate. The, the light switches are lower, all that kind of stuff. So I think it's easier for parents. So how did you get your um, experience in design? Oh, I have none. What makes you think that? <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you said, you know, you designed the house, right? And I, other I people. did. I, I just asked my dad for help because he had designed his. It's, I just, you know, I'm a, I'm a marketing person. Um, that's what I do during the day. I actually have a magazine that's coming out, its first issue uh, in September called FYI 50 Plus. And um, on the side, I have a pottery studio in my garage. So I have a creative bent, and uh, my dad's an engineer, so together we were able to make it nice. Oh, nice! That's a, that's a cool idea for a magazine. Um, FYI, fifty plus. And what's and what's um, what made me think of right away is there's there's a lot of uh, people that are fifty plus. A lot of especially you know there's there's articles out there especially um, um, ladies that are getting into the Airbnb world. They're starting to rent out their places or they have like a mother-in-law suite, something something like that, and they really yep. love the the hosting aspect of it. Yeah, and it's company. You know, it's if if they're alone and you know, and they feel comfortable with the person. Yeah, yeah, and they can make them some cookies and tea. I'm drinking some tea right now, by the way, Leslie. That's really good to know. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> all, all of our fans know that I have to have. I can't do a podcast without my hot cup of tea. Hot tea. It's ninety-four degrees out. Uh, yeah, I gotta have it. it. It soothes my golden <laughs> my golden vocals. Okay. <laughs> and so, um, yeah. So the so that that's a that's a great idea. And of course, um, in that magazine, I, I guess you're going to tackle the topic of Airbnb. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe we can include you on our website if that's what you're specializing in, and you want to get people, more people to listen to your station. I'm not sure where this is going to air. It's oh. a podcast, but where where is it hosted? Well, we're on um, we're on the internet, and so we um, like people I, on iPhones. You can you can access us up on iTunes and and podcasts. It's like um, podcasts are this cool thing where anybody can like make a make a ra- I say radio show or any type of show, any topic, whatever, and um, business, art, entertainment, whatever you like, and you can make a you can make a show. And so um, you put it up there on the on the internet. We have our own website too, um, LiveLetThrive dot com. People can find us there, and they can listen to our show there, or they can listen to us. I'm on... sorry, live what thrive? Live let thrive. 
Okay. Got dot it. com. Like, I kind of, I kind of made that um, title like a, it's yeah, clever. like a, I'm sorry. It's clever. Oh, so you get it. Yeah, a lot of people don't get that, but yeah, live, oh. <laughs> let, like you know, room to let, and then I get um, it. and then thrive. She gets it. So you're from New Jersey. You're from Joyzy. You get it. You, you get I'm, the street smarts. Yeah. <laughs> if you met me, you wouldn't say I was street smart. <laughs> so who ha- who has better pizza, um, Jersey or um, Chicago? Oh, definitely New Jersey. Oh, my gosh. Not even a contest. I was just in Chicago, and I went and had pizza just to see. It's, I, I didn't love it. I have to say I didn't love it. You didn't love it? I did not love the Chicago pizza. No, I did not. It's, it's a big pie, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my little... So um, one of the things I, I noticed about Airbnb, when I went to London, I got one. I was meeting my son there who was doing a semester abroad, and so we got this apartment, and I've heard this is pretty common. They they left all of their stuff there. They actually lived there and were renting it out and moved in with their parents for the week I was there just to make some money. But they didn't empty their closets, nothing. And it was exactly as they left it. Um, it was kind of interesting. There was no room for me to unpack any clothes. Uh, so I'm really careful to have the house, the closet's empty and the drawer's empty. I think people need to unpack and feel like it's theirs for the time they're there. Yeah, that I've, I've stayed at ones like that and it's weird. It's like, oh, it's other people's clothes and shoes and <laughs> it's, it's just weird. And towels. Yeah, it's, I felt very uncomfortable. I didn't want to touch anything. Yeah, yeah. I yeah I definitely well we rent out a house you know we 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 the house we used to live in and of course it's empty we keep it it's it's just used for Airbnb and mm-hmm. um, yeah but this um like yeah of course if we left here I, I would throw that is that would be a hassle having to throw everything into one room but you know I'm starting to think about it but yeah we would definitely do that not <laughs> <laughs> like. Am I talking you out of the idea? I'm sorry. I just, I just thought of that. Man, we have a lot of stuff. You don't really know how much stuff you have till you move, and it would be like kind of like moving every time we go on vacation. And I don't know. I don't know. Well, it would be, and even in the house we we rent out, it's very sparsely furnished, and there's really not any stuff there. But I still want to lock up all the power tools and the, you know, anything that could be an issue, especially with kids. Um. So, you know, it, it takes some time to do that every time I have a guest. I have a cleaning service that comes in between, but they're not me. You know, they, I still need to go back and forth and check in between guests. I don't know if you feel the same way, but I feel like I need to. Oh, that you do it? I, I hire somebody to clean, but it's not me. You know, they don't do any of the nice little extra touches. So, um yeah. Do you go back and forth in between when people stay? Well, I'm I'm fortunate that my wife does um like ninety nine percent of the cleanings and so she knows exactly how she you know, we want the house to look and we set out a bottle of wine and some snacks and waters in the fridge and so we know all the like the little touches and stuff. And um of course she cleans it real good because it's, it's our house. But um right. but when we do the only Yeah, and, and plus <laughs> she volunteered to do the cleanings because she wanted to get the cleaning fee, which is pretty right. smart. And so, <laughs> I didn't ask her; she just volunteered. I was like, "Okay, cool. Yeah, if you clean it good, then I'll, I'll pay you instead of someone else. That's great. Keep the money in the house." 
And in-house right. means in the woman's purse. Yeah, and... I know it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's so... Um... No, but like when we do, the only time we have other people clean is when, and when we go out of town, that's, that's the only time. So, and yeah, yeah you just, you know, can't hop back in and, and check when we're out of town, but we just, I have a, a cousin and an aunt that really, that helps out a lot. And, um, I've, I've had a, hired a cleaning service a couple of times, but you know, most, I mean, most cleaning service, like you said, they don't know all the small touches. They know how to get in there, sweep, mop, boom, 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 knock it out and leave. They don't know how to, all the stuff that goes in into um a cleaning an airbnb right exactly um the bottle of wine you mentioned is a great idea once i started leaving a bottle of wine and some snacks people seem to really feel like they were guests in somebody else's home and they seem to take even better care of it so it's amazing what a small little touch like that will it's so helpful oh big time and you know you know it don't have to be an expensive bottle either right Right. And so what was I going to say? I was going to say the um cuz you said you said that yeah, the, the 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 more super clean a place is, the more the more probability that they're not going to mess it up. Is that true? Well, it seems like everybody comments on how clean it is. It's almost sterile, which <laughs> I just, I want it to be like that because it gives the idea that that's kind of how I want it to look when they leave. And other than the two problems I had, it has been. I didn't tell you about the other issue I had. Um, It was a nice guy and his girlfriend and then his two kids who didn't live with him. They lived with his ex-wife and they stole the blankets, all of them. And I have really good, comfortable, expensive bedding there. Better than I even have in my own house, just because I want it to be really a relaxing vacation. Yeah. And um, the father thought, you know, he didn't know, he didn't recognize the blankets, but he thought they could have been from his ex-wife's house. And um, he knew right away when I asked him, you know, where he had put the blankets, he knew that the kids had taken them and we got them back. <laughs> it was very funny. <laughs> I mean, the kids actually sent a text saying, but they're so soft. We want them. We thought they were free like the shampoo. <laughs> <laughs> that was very funny. Now, now how do you provide um, amenities? Do you like do you go high end or do you leave a whole bottle or like a dispenser or just small little ones? Of shampoo and stuff? Yeah. Um, yeah, I just buy the, the small sample size and I just refill them, you know, put new ones out every time. Oh, nice. It's instead of buying the small samples every time, you just refill them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. Save some money. Mm-hmm. And, and it saves me a trip to the store because there's not a lot of stores around there. It's pretty <laughs> rural. <laughs> now, would you ever host a wedding or event? Um, I could, because there's a beautiful arbor overlooking the lake, but right now, because it's so new and it's on the top of a hill, I'm not sure how safe it would be, so probably not. (laughs) Don't want the bride rolling into the lake, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And we also, um, I don't know where your Airbnb is, but we have issues. There's critters and snakes and wild boars and, you know other stuff oh wow so you're in the sticks oh yeah it's it's rural texas yeah oh, that's cool 
No, I like that. Where I like is that. yours? I'm sorry? Where is yours? Uh, Hearst, Texas. Oh, Hearst. Okay. Yeah, right up. Kind of close to the airport. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, it's, um, it's doing pretty good for me. Um, good. I could, um... <laughs> you know, I've talked about mine, you know, a bunch on the show, and it's it's like I we lived there, and then we just um we we decided to move, get another house, and we decide. And what's cool about when you do like a, a house hack Airbnb, like you when you jump from one house to the next, you could just leave all the furniture behind and start Airbnb, and you know, day one. Yeah. Which is That's what, which is what we do, which is what we did, and um, but now you know we lived there, we were comfortable in the stuff that was there, but now we're now oh man, I mean I'm starting to see a bunch of really nice Airbnb. I'm stated at nice Airbnbs that are really you know affordable, and I'm like wow, I really need to up my game, you know, I just <laughs> I need to go a little higher in like you did with the with the blankets and and the sheets. Although it, you probably have a a good location for people who are you know coming to the area. Yeah, mine. No, nobody would come to mine to work in Fort Worth, or, or you know what I mean. It's just too far out there. But I have a question for you: Why Airbnb? It? Why not just rent it out? Rent it out full time? Yeah, I mean it'd be cheaper for you. They'd be paying the electricity and everything else. Well, I I do. Our first house is a, a long term rental, and, oh, and okay. yeah, it, it, when it, when you listen to um, <laughs> the few the first few episodes, you'll find out my journey with that first house and it's um it's i've had the same see it was about it's going on three years since i we moved out of that house three years something like that and um i'm going on two years i'm sorry two years since we moved out of that house and i I lived there for several years i lived there for like seven eight years before we moved before we moved out and so Mm -hmm. anyways i just said well you know that was before i was i I, airbnb kind of crossed my mind but i was like well I'm going to jump into the real estate world. I might as well just start with a long-term, you know, secure, mm-hmm. safe, long-term rental. And I did that. And um, my renters at first were <laughs> kind of um, didn't pay the rent on time a lot. And Oh, boy. And there was, um, yeah, just um, long-term renting, is it can be tough. And so having to track down the, track down the rent having to call, having to deal with all this stuff, and she was going through issues at the time. It did eventually um, stabilize, and, and she pays rent on time now. And they're going on two years there. But at first, you know, I still got the first few couple months, and, oh, this is easy. But then um, slowly but surely, they started slipping on the rent a little bit. And as a first-time landlord, you, you don't have your, um, what's it called, your processes in place where, okay, you're one day late. I'm gonna give you uh, you you got like two days grace, and then you're getting a eviction notice. You know, I didn't have all that stuff down, and so I just um kind of let it slide, and it was it was just a headache and just a praying that they'd pay rent that month kind of thing, but it 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 got better, and um and it makes good it makes decent money, um, but I just decided because I've been here I've been always fascinated with Airbnb. And I, and I met uh, Micah, my partner on the show, at a at a um, I call it a Bigger Pockets meetup, which is a real estate meetup. And mm-hmm. um, and he told me about he's just making so much money on Airbnb. I mean, like double what his long term rentals would do. And so I said, well, you know. And I told him I've done a podcast in the past, so we we should do a show together and then talk about this Airbnb stuff. And and so we started our show. I hadn't had my Airbnb yet, but I said, well. 
we're going to move out of this one into the next one, so I might as well put my money where my mouth is, and so I decided to Airbnb it, you know? If anything, I thought, even if I broke even, it would give us um, good quality um, conversations for the show, so that's, what mm-hmm. I, that's why I started, and mm-hmm. it's been doing way better than my uh, long-term rental. Okay. Yeah. And people aren't there long enough to create a lot of damage so that's good knock on wood i've only had one wild party there so <laughs> it's mm. other than and what, that. my question is i ask everybody this how much insurance do you have in addition to your homeowners do you have an umbrella policy or do you do you think you don't need it I, i'm never sure which way to go well i um i just have the um the regular insurance still i don't okay. i didn't yeah i well, they say Airbnb says it has the million dollar policy, so I right. They do say that, but and then are you? Is it in your name, or have you established some kind of LLC, or how, how is? Uh, it's still in my name. I haven't done the LLC okay. thing yet. Yeah, I need to really start examining that. But um, yeah, as far as right now, it's still in my name. Okay. Well, that might work for you. I, I'm just always interested in how people do it. How do you have yours? Well, we set it up as an LLC because we rented at our house in New Jersey for a while when we moved here, and there can be problems, and we just, you know, didn't want any of our personal stuff. We had two kids in college. We didn't want our personal income attacked, so we just decided to do an LLC here right from the start. That's a great idea, and I do yeah. need I do need to it look takes- into that. Ten minutes, you can do it online. You don't need a lawyer, and it costs about three hundred dollars. To me, it was just well worth the peace of mind. So, what website did you use for that? Well, I'm going to have to look. I, <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. I'll send it to you. If yeah. you just googled um, LLC in Texas, you'll get the website. You'll also come up with a lot of sites that say they want to charge you to do it for you, but don't do that because it's really very easy to do. Oh, cool. I will do so that. if you want to send me your email by Facebook or something later, I, I can send you the, the link. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, sweet. And um, and like, do you have? Because I hear they have in Texas the the blanket LLCs, like I think you were talking, or umbrella LLCs, where you can put them all under one or something like that. But they're still separate. Is that true? Yes. Uh huh. And that's what you is that? Oh well, you only you only have the two houses, right? Right. Um, I, I didn't do that because of my other business is the magazine, and I have a different partner, so I, you know, I did, did it for that reason. So I have them separate. I just did two different LLCs. Oh, cool. So... Um, and also, if you have an LLC, you're eligible to get P, uh, PPO insurance as opposed to, I don't know if you have another job where you get insurance. I don't. And I didn't like the HMO that was available in Texas. There's only one that's available for people who are self-employed. So with an LLC, you're eligible to get better insurance. Wow, that's uh, that's some great advice right there for our listeners, especially the Texas ones, right? I only know in Texas. I don't know what it's like anywhere else. But I also know that a lot of uh, insurance brokers don't know about it. I had to call quite a few before I found one who was really knowledgeable and helped me through it. That's really, wow. That could save someone a lot of money and headache right now, if, <laughs> just hearing that no, information. It's, it's, it doesn't save me money because it's more expensive. Uh, it's about 
$500 a month more expensive than my the HMO was, but all my doctors are on it. It gives much better coverage. You know, the copays kick in right away, whereas the HMO was is terrible. Yeah. <sighs> Insurance is a is a beatdown. I um I I <laughs> well being a single dude most of my life it was not really a big deal. I never, hardly ever went to the doctor, but now I got a wife and a and a baby, and um yeah it's um yeah our fourteen month old well she was, when she was a year we had to go to the hospital and it cost and I saw the like the actual cost. I, luckily I have good insurance with my with my work. But yeah, the actual cost was like for two days, two days at the hospital just monitoring. It was like six, over sixteen thousand dollars, and I was just like, "Yeah, it's just, crazy." I don't know how people do it. I don't know how people do it either. We were there two days. I mean, you imagine people that are there for weeks or months or or years. I mean, it's got to be millions. It's just got to be millions of dollars, right? It's got to be. Yeah, it's crazy. But um, you know, just um, we got to do what we can, I guess. And um, so what do you do when you're not doing this? What do I do? Job. I work at an airline. I work at a yeah American Airlines. I've said it on the show before. Yeah, so uh, I do oh, okay. um, logistics. You know, shipping and shipping and receiving, doing you know dealing with airplane parts, stuff like okay, that. Okay, cool. So, yeah, this, this is the first time I've been interviewed. And this is pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> You've turned the That's tables. That's what I do all day long for my magazine. So. Oh, okay. We're like dueling here, battling. Um. Yeah, so I worked there, which is cool. That's, you know, one of the reasons I um, I traveled a lot because uh, I fly for free, and so um, that was perfect. You know, Airbnb came along at the perfect time in my life. Yeah. And so, yeah. So, um, any more questions? <laughs> Just <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm done. You don't stand open to questions, so I'm done. It's just just different, you know. I usually the one you know asking asking questions, but this is cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just don't do no, you know, Oprah stuff, and I'll start crying on air. You know, that probably wouldn't be good for the <laughs> for the fans. <laughs> and so, um, you started, um, like you said, you it's a it's like a niche business kind of what a business model what you have, you know, being um, very accessible for people with disabilities, and um, and you, actually it's probably good for your listeners to know Airbnb has a whole section of accessible you know accessibility is a big deal to them. Oh cool. And I I would assume you you'd probably may be more profitable by being um more accessible, right? Uh, no, I keep my prices pretty much in line. I don't think people have to pay more just because they're disabled <laughs> oh no i didn't mean gouging the disabled or anything i just meant kind of like um you're probably more you would get more bookings because of it i would think it's kind of interesting um only maybe 50 percent have had some kind of disability and um the rest some had small kids and then the others just thought it was a pretty house oh nice and um do you allow pets i do not and I get very annoyed because I've had four people in the last two weeks contact me for a long-term rental for four to four weeks to six months because they're building a house or whatever. And we went back and forth negotiating. At the very end, they told me they had a dog, all of them. Mm. <laughs> I have it written really big and bold on the profile that I do not take pets because we all have bad allergies. And once that, even if the dog's really good, the, the hair gets all over the place and I it's just too hard for us 
Wow. But here's the thing. What if it's a service animal? Are you allowed to turn it down? Um, I did have one person contact me about a service animal, and I had decided to let them come, and she ended up uh, finding something else closer to her location, so it didn't work out anyway. Okay, because I hear that um, we could get hit with a discrimination charge if we don't let them. Yeah, I, I can prove pretty easily that I have really bad allergies. So, you know, I, I, health issues are a concern, too. Yeah, that's great. I need. I have bad allergies, too, everybody. Um, dinosaurs. are there di- uh, <laughs> Is that where the dinosaur footprints are? Is that Granberry? They're in Glen Rose, very oh. close. Glen Rose, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, because I remember going there as a kid and just, like, going into, the, like, the river there, and there's free, there's dinosaur footprints. It was, it was crazy. Yeah, it's your son will love it. Is it a son or a daughter? I have a daughter. I have two daughters, actually. I have an 11-year-old and a little uh, little 14-month-old. Okay, how fun. So you have, like, two only children. I like that. You can give them both individual attention. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, my boys are close in age. They didn't have that luxury. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 um, it's a change. It's a change. Um, <laughs> having kids, because I flying before kids was a breeze, and flying with kids is um is a headache, a nightmare. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not so bad. We actually we flew to Maui with with our youngest and um with with our fourteen month old, and and she did real good. She did really good. Oh. She good. slept slept most of the time, and mm-hmm. um, yeah. So, um, so where do most of your guests come from? Uh, as far as location, yeah. Um, I'd say Texas. I had uh, four women from Maine last week, um, wow. but most of them have been from Texas. They had uh, they were college professors, and they had some kind of program to present somewhere nearby. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I, I, I think um, a lot of people say they want to, when they come to Texas, I guess they see the movies and they, they say they want a real Texas experience, you know? Right. The wide open skies and stuff like that. So I would think that you would attract some, um, some maybe some international people. Not happy yet. No. Oddly enough, I've when I first started... And, um, yeah, I got them from all over the world, even like hmm. Korea and, um, Japan and <laughs> yeah, just from all over. But, um, it's just interesting how, you know, who ends up staying at your place. It's, um, you yeah, know. most of the people seem very nice and, and very respectful. I had one guy send me a hundred dollar tip for some reason. <laughs> he, he really liked the place. Uh, it was very nice. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, and then I had somebody else leave a gift. Um, it was, yeah, you know, like a house housewarming gift kind of thing, you know, like you would do if you're going to somebody's home. Right, right. That's cool. Yeah. Um, do you do you uh, are you do you think you're going to get another Airbnb or just this one? I'd like to get more. You know, I think that this is an important mission. You know, I'd love to have a slew of them but you know as everything else it costs money and so we'll see and is it um would you get it in the same area uh i'm not sure 
I'm not sure. I have a friend who has three in Austin and does really well. Um, so, you know, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I probably would get it somewhere where I'd like to go because really the bottom line is the idea is we use this house as our own and, and the funds we get is just a way to finance it. Yeah, that's cool. So it's like a ends to a means, but you enjoy doing it as also. Um, that's I, an, mm-hmm. You said your friend in Austin, they had three. Now, I always heard that Austin had real strict Airbnb rules. Like you could only Airbnb out of your house. Is that true? Yes. It's been a, a headache for them, for sure. Um, I guess there's ways to get around it, but it's definitely not, not as easy as it is other places. You know, right. by the same token, they don't allow Uber because they want their cab drivers to be able to make a living. Yeah, yeah. I guess I guess their big excuse is Uber and Lyft don't do the um, background checks. But you know, it's, it's pretty much to protect the the cab industry over there. I'm thinking. So Airbnb has started. This is kind of annoying to me. Um, after I had those two issues, I decided no longer to take people unless they were already on Airbnb and had good reviews. And I kept getting these notices from Airbnb saying I was cutting my potential, you know, renters in half or whatever. Um, It seems they really, really want you to take first-time Airbnbers into your house, and they highlight the people who do more than the others. Have you noticed that, or which, I don't know which you do. Oh, I do Instant Book, and... um, You do Instant Book, okay. Yeah, but they really, really, um, first of all, they try to push everybody on Instant Book, right? And, um... And second, yeah, that's what, I've heard that too. That they um, they are, they don't like it when when people turn down potential potential renters, potential guests. Yeah, and I just found that all of my in, instant books were not not as good as the other ones. So, wow, I, I'm more busy enough that I feel like I don't really need to to do it. You've had good luck with yours, obviously. Maybe I should give it another try. Yeah, for the most part. For the most part, I've had good luck. There's been a few that are just a little bit messy, but not too bad. And um, do you, do you like, put it in your... What, what helped me... I'll tell you real quick, backstory. What helped me kind of turn things around a little bit, because, I mean, I would get the messy one every now and then that would leave, you know, dishes in the in the sink and, and stuff like that. be a little bit, a little bit messy. And um, what, when I, w- I went to an Airbnb, actually, in Corpus Christi one time. And in her mm-hmm. in in her um, her rules or not, not rules, like kind of like house rules or, or house guide or whatever, she mentioned in there and um, what's expected, you know, from the guests, and the guests were expected to um, to wash wash and put away their own dishes, and um, and and take their trash out to the to the trash can, you know, is that a, is mm-hmm. that a condo? And you know I'm cool with it. Whatever it was, a, they did charge a, uh, what's it called a deposit, like a $500 deposit, which I'm not scared of because I know that um, Airbnb deposits aren't real deposits, anyways. And right. um, and so so I wouldn't you know being a host, I'm like, ah, that's not even real. Whatever, go ahead and charge what you want to charge. And so, um, but she's but the way she worded it is like, well, and you know you'll get your free, full refund back as long as you comply to you know cleaning up after yourself and taking your trash out, doing your dishes. And so I was like, that's, that's kind of ingenious. It, it, it's not asking a whole lot, you know, 
But it's kind of ingenious because it, it gets into the the guest's head that well I better do that you know, and so I I decided to work that I don't I don't charge a deposit but I kind of decided to work that into my um, listing by saying you know I did the whole you know I do my whole welcome to the Airbnb here's all the ins and outs of the place and at the very bottom and and also um, I put like um, what's expected of the guest and and I said please. Um, Please do your dishes and and before you leave, you know, before checkout, please do your dishes. Be sure your dishes are done and spruce up a little bit. I said, I don't and um, and put your trash out front. I said, it doesn't have to be perfect, but these little things help us, you know, keep the prices low and and really helps uh, helps us out a lot. And after I put those words in there, I mean, everybody's done it and no one's had a problem with it. And I've, I've still gotten the five stars. And so I'm like, wow, that's that's kind of I, I was afraid to ask something like that. But I mean, no one's complained like, oh, why are you making me do? I thought I paid a cleaning fee. Why do I have to do dishes? And but but no one's been like that. And um, yeah, it's been great. Oh, that's good. I why don't you charge a, a deposit just because it's not a real deposit. I mean, that's true. But what I found was um, when I had my issues and I had to call them and get reimbursed. They don't take the deposit up front, but they have access to the renter's credit card after, you know, they leave, and they can pull the money out if they need to without asking. So I don't have access to the deposit, but Airbnb does. Yeah, and another thing on that note I heard is, like, let's say someone used, like, a Visa debit card or something. At mm-hmm. the at the moment of booking, um, they they check if you know they they take the payment and then they check if they have the or five hundred bucks in their card that would cover a deposit. But what they I mean, if you have a debit card, all you got to do is after you booked and everything, and and you just take that you just move that money somewhere else, and they can't really they can't get to it. You know what I'm saying? That's true. That is true. So, but yeah. So if there's guests out there, um, I hope we're not you know spilling the <laughs> all the host <laughs> secrets. But but yeah, I just on on my end, why I never charged a deposit was because, like I said, I u- I used Airbnb for years, and um, and being a guest, I didn't know that that wasn't a hundred percent real deposit. I just like, oh crap, you know, I'm not gonna dang five hundred dollar deposit to this to stay at this place, and what if I knock over a lamp? You know, that would suck. I mean, not I mean whatever, I'd pay for a lamp, but, but what if they like, oh, that's a priceless lamp that costs. Four hundred dollars or something, you know. I just like I just would when I looked for a place, I would I'd see the ones that didn't charge a deposit, and I and I would always choose them over someone with a big deposit. Hmm. So I saw it from the from my point of view, and I said, "Well, I, I don't want to do that to the to the guest. I don't want to charge a big deposit." Right. Yeah. No, I get it. But um, yeah, that's just my personal um, preference. But yeah, so. What else was I going to ask you? Do you um, do you offer cable TV, and if so, what kind of cable TV? Uh, Direct TV is all they have up there, and yes, there's three TVs. Two of them are big screen. One of them is hanging over the fireplace on the screened-in porch. Oh, nice, nice. So you don't put them in the rooms. There's one in the master, and then there's one. There's a media room, and then there's one on the porch oh, okay. which is so nice to sit out there and watch TV. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, and, it, you know, it's not the kind of place you would go and hopefully and sit and watch TV. You know, it's more of a gathering vacation place. Yeah, yeah. I um, 
I, I like to we like to go to the beach a lot, and they they have TV and cable there, but I've I've just never I hardly ever turn it on myself. Right. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. Well, do you have any cool tips and pointers for the people that are wanting to to try Airbnb or already doing it and um, would like to improve their Airbnbs? I think we've pretty much covered it, honestly. Yeah. It's lots of fun. You meet new people. Um, you know, there's there's very little downside. And I think Airbnb is so reasonable. They don't charge a whole lot, but I guess they make it up in volume. Yeah, yeah. Well, they charge the guests more than they charge us. So that, right, that, that's yeah, true. I that, forgot about that. So yeah, but you but you're right about the volume because to them they'd rather, <laughs> you know, rent to a million more people than, um, you know, than make it. Uh, how do I word this? They'd rather get millions more um, people staying at spots than uh, worrying about if they're the right people for your spot kind of thing. That's what that's where yeah the volume volume over quality I guess. I guess one tip I would have, is you mentioned, if somebody had a $400 lamp, that would be a problem if it were knocked over. Hopefully nobody has a $400 lamp in their house that they're renting out because these things do happen. I do have a friend who rents her house as an Airbnb, and she's got antiques. And for some reason, the guest was ironing on a white towel on the antique table and left a lot of marks and white fibers in the wood and... Um, and Airbnb said, we're not going to cover an antique. That's crazy. And I kind of understood where they were coming from, even though my son was very upset. Wow. Yeah, if my Mona Lisa gets ruined, I'll be mad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I- well, thank you for being on the show. You've been a great guest, and thanks for all the tips and pointers. And um, where can how can they look up your list? Do you have your own website, or you just do it on Airbnb? Um, I have the accessibility website I sent you, and it's on there. Um, or they can look on Airbnb. I'll send you everything compiled together to make it easier. Awesome, and we'll put it all in the show notes for people so they can um, they can find you out there. Okay, terrific. Well, thank you so much, Leslie, and hope you have a wonderful day. It was fun. Thank you. All right, thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. And that was Leslie Farron. Um, we'll be posting her information for her Airbnb over there in, um, Granbury, Texas. And, um, yeah, we hope you got something good out of this interview. It's nice that, um, people are doing this and anybody can do Airbnb. Uh, give it a try, give it a shot. It's, um, it's fun and, um, often entertaining. Well, thank you so much for joining us at Live, Let, Thrive and, um, hit us up, live, let, thrive at gmail.com. And, um, yeah, we'll put everything in the show notes for you. Have a great day. Later. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Live, Let, Thrive. Be sure to tune in next week for all the latest in the world of Airbnb and all that entails. Bye-bye.